0: Hey everybody, Uh, welcome back to Metaphysical Life Mastery. I have another episode uploading right now. Um, It's going to be the episode on Scalar Wave Technology, Coronavirus, Mind Control, Weather Modification, Brain Mapping, and a few of Nipsey's Connections. Okay, Um, this episode, however, the one that is about Scalar Wave Tech is still uploading to YouTube. I usually have to try twice to get these episodes to upload for some reason. But um, that one's still uploading to YouTube, so it should be done soon. And um, if you want to go ahead and check the podcast, you can because it's on the podcast on eight other platforms as well. This episode is going to be strictly like a chill session to see what comes through. Um, from Hermes Nipsey Hustle, shout out to Hermes Joseph Ashkadon. Um. I need to go ahead and get on this because it's already four sixteen p.m. my time so it's earlier in the day for y'all I'm seven hours ahead so I'm gonna go ahead and get on it um the Sun is just recently set and I've discovered some I'm just gonna put the notes out there you can just call these notes if something comes through channel um, while we're on air or while whether <laughs> while I'm on recording because uh, this is not live i'm not live on air but i'm recording this and then i upload if something comes through while i'm recording then of course i'll relay that to you but i'm gonna go ahead and give you some information that i caught when i was listening to amius's music and these may not these messages or notes may not correlate for anybody else or they may not make sense to anybody else but i was told to relay it so i'm gonna go ahead and relay it you know like i always do it may come out later who knows right i didn't expect him to um have any messages in the scalar wave technology lecture and yet the yakuza came out in the scalar wave technology episode lecture that's uploading currently So we're going to go ahead and get started, and I'm going to start out with um, some music by Neil, (laughs) and um, we're going to go from there. Uh, I've already done my libation, but I need to light this tobacco, so I'm going to do that while the music's playing, and then we're going to get into it. Uh, It's sometimes, well, a lot of times it's easier for me to do these podcast episodes than video because video, you know, takes a little longer for me to set up my, for some reason, my laptop camera acts like it don't be wanting to sync with obs project which is live streaming software and i haven't tried StreamYard yet obs project works really well but it's easier for me to record and upload record and upload so eventually i'll be on live y'all again but right now it's just easier on my energy to um do it like this so let's go ahead and get into it <laughs>
1: Oh. Watch it oh. Watch it Double up Three or four times, I ain't telling no lies, I just run it up Never let a hard time, I was Watch it double, double, double up I ain't telling no lies, I just Yeah I ain't telling no lies, I just step out. Four, three, so, that's time. I got to you that money. My dreams come true. My life in diamonds. Who knew? Turn 7 to a 14. 14 to a whole thing. Lord knows it's a cold game. Switched up on you hoes, man. Big body take both lanes. Backseat blowing propane. All black fire gold chains. Young rich nigga barged up on his own, man. My new shit sound like a soul train. Took you with him double train. Eric B by the rope chain. R.C. with a show showbang. Tiny Lopes and they go crazy. What you know about the dope gang? was you born in the 80s did your mama smoke cocaine have you ever seen the whole thing but you drove to the streets cause you grew up on show change you fucked up when the dope badge it remind me when these rappers drop us and they close change at the park with the low fame i was standing in front of nicks with my sack for the whole day Drive bys, i was road rage we park a out, power line levels to the soul thing old school play the oj's trying to make a slow change mama still slaving for a low wage trying to double up yeah three or four times i ain't telling no lies i just run it up Never let a hard time I was. double up, I ain't telling no lies, I just, yeah, 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 yeah. I ain't telling no lies, I just, Five, four, three, two, 4, 3, that's time, I'm not to you, damn money, my dreams come true, my life in diamonds. Hold on, hold on. That's what you can't see, I grew up to be so I wanna be. So, the more niggas talk, I'ma shine. Might've been way before it's time. Posted with my back against the wall. Life is a bitch, but she mine. The rag six, too, she has mine. The west side, too, yeah, it's mine. What you know about? you poster on the wall at the dealership. Leave her in the bed, legs trembling. Getting banged on for your penalties. What you know about? Response be the reason you exist. Lucky I ain't get caught up in the twist. Young nigga Blue Pager on my hip, so That's a champagne spill and the car accelerate and the feet gon' cry, I'll be going to the bank at least three, four times. Getting handshakes from the branch managers. We keep doing fly shit when the cameras cut. Double up. Yeah, three or four times. I ain't telling no lies, I just run it up never let a hard time I was double up I ain't telling no lies I just I ain't telling no lies I just 5 4 3 so that's time I'm not to you that money my dreams come true my life in diamonds who knew Oh, oh,
0: Was double up by Nipsey Hussle from the album Victory Lap. Hey,
1: and do you want to um, know why?
0: Literally hundreds all right, of shut th- up ads. I hate I, these YouTube ads. Be off the damn chain. That is like the bane of YouTube, right? I know people got to make money, but come on, now you you fucking up a good song at the end. We just want to hear the song play out. So <laughs> I got my libation done, which was Captain uh, Morgan Spiced Gold Rum, probably known as Spiced Rum in the United States. And I also have um, some tobacco a cigar. Um, let me give you the brand. Probably never heard of this brand, but it's called Henry Winterman's Half Corona. Founders Blend. Now, I didn't know that it's... I didn't pay attention to coronavirus and half-corona cigars. I, you know, I just like cigars some, most of the time um, when I just want to do a chill session... Uh, I haven't had a cigar in a very long time, but, you know, I have to give libation and honor to the ancestors. Also, um, it helps me spiritually to have cigar or tobacco smoke and also, you know, uh, the candle aspect. But I want to give you some very, very important information that Hermes relayed. And it had to be him. And you'll see when I start talking how it had to be him because I never would have found it any other way. So the next song, I'm going to play one more song, and then we're going to get into this uh, content, these notes, all right? we got to set the mood, right? (laughs) Victory Lap. This is the song Victory Lap. Hold on. Well, it's going to have some ads, so I'm going to unmute when the ad goes off.
1: Where we at? Man, we in Tulum, at the Mayan ruins, off the mountain, I mean, a a pyramid, got to the top,
0: off the pyramid,
1: shooting a victory lap video,
0: right? I gotta download by playing this song. I'm gonna tell you when it's done.
1: Can't go downtown diamond district, jewelers like yo. Hustle, I at me. I got Cubans on the low, but we can't smoking Cubans on the boat. dock that to just to smoke. Look, listening to music at the Mayan ruins. True devotion on the blue ocean social My cultural influence, even revolution. I'm integrated vertically. Y'all niggas blew it. They tell me hustle, dumb and down. You might confuse it. It's like that we're the rap, you motherfuckers. I'm a herbal legend, South Central in a certain section. Can't express how I curve the tactics Guesses, evidence of a divine presence. Blessings, held me down at times I seem reckless. Got an L but got an eat for effort. Stretched me, dropped them off in the Mojave Desert. Then left me. Ain't no answer to these trick questions. Money making nip, straighten out my jewelry on my best dress. Well known. Flick up in jail pros, got your champagne bottle from Rico's till T-shirts. Whatever, nigga. Playing chess, not checkers. Nigga 38 special for you, clever niggas. See, bro, you ain't living down by the street call Been through all these motions up and down like a seesaw. I can never view you as my equal. Fuck, I wanna hear your CD phone. the universe and they appear. I say it's worth it, I won't say it's fair Find your purpose or you wasting there. Fuck it though, y'all niggas scared Eyes open, I can see it clear. They don't make them bar none, they don't make them real. They don't make it where I'm from, they don't take it here. I ain't seeing due time, I be making bills. Bust up in this game, I've been making deals. Get your lawyer on the phone, we can make it real. I got checks and ballots, i flex dramatic. other 50 on my neck, just my reckless savage. Ain't no pussy on my rap, disrespect the savage. I make one phone call and the rest get handled. It's just another front step with candles. No message from the We accept accept your challenge.
0: Shout out to All Money In. Shout out to Nipsey Hussle and his family. That was Victory Lab featuring Stacy Barth. Now I noticed something the second time I watched. This is like my third or fourth time watching that video, right? I just noticed something the second time around. It's probably the deb- the tobacco in the air. This lady, Stacy Barth, had on a necklace in that video that reminds me of a Mayan seal that I've seen. As a May- as a picture of a Mayan um relief or mayan statue or mayan sculpture that i have seen that resembles strongly her necklace now when he said uh docking to loom just to smoke i got a download and at the same moment i saw iramius standing on like it looked like the edge of a cliff but it could have been a beach I know there's a big difference between a beach or edge of a cliff but it was more like a beach cliff it's got to be the two together he was standing on the edge of a beach cliff and he looked back at me and grinned and it reminded me of this same scene that I saw in John Constantine in the movie Constantine where the lady looks back And then she lets go of her hospital bracelet and it floats through the air and John jumps up and catches it. And then she jumps because she in the movie, she jumped off of um, the top of the roof of a hospital. But he didn't jump. Hermes in this vision didn't jump. He just looked at me, looked back at me and grinned. But it was the same energy in which that lady did that in the movie. But he grinned and she didn't smile in that movie. Um, so where did Tulum take me, right? Y'all, bear with me for a moment. So, of course, Tulum is a Mayan city of the dawning sun in Mexico. On the Yucatan Peninsula. Tulum um, is a Zam, It also means Zama. Tulum was called Zama, which meant dawn, like rising dawn, and it is an appropriate name given its eastern location. Tulum is the name given to the site by explorers Stevens and Catherwood in 1841. Now, if you didn't hear uh, the scalar wave episode, I told you that um, I got a download that there might be another, might, might be another Puma advertisement or commercial coming soon between March and April possibly pushed out to june that was a download from ams but I want y'all to bear with me because if you if you saw that episode the spy who loved me if you have not seen that you might want to go back for the prehistory and listen to that first but in the spy who loved me i discussed the yakuza uh or in some of the other Nipsey, H- excuse me nipsy hustle episodes you'll see where I discussed, um, you can just click on the title, it'll show you in the title. It says Yakuza and the Devil's Triangle, or the De- the Dragon's Triangle, rather, and the Devil's Sea. And I talked a lot about the South Pacific. I talked about the show Lost. I talked about Anakin Skywalker and how Hermes is Anakin Skywalker. This is how you're gonna know that this had to come from him because I'm about to read you some information, right? that tied to this that he and the ancestors led me to holy spirit led me to okay so just bear with me for a moment i'm going to get the proper tab open now there is a zama island but tulum actually was called zama all right so where did i get from where did i come from this He said docking to loom just to smoke And when I heard that I got like a ping in my spirit And like I said I saw him turn back and grin Like it was like a beachfront Like a beach cliff scene And he turned back and grinned, And it was like he was looking right at me I've had uh, a lot of other situations Where channeling has happened And that's happened to me Y'all I know y'all might think it sounds strange But I've actually been watching TV And seeing the character in the tv turn directly and talk to me like the shit is crazy like it sounds crazy but i'm telling you i don't know if anybody else has had that experience but i've actually been watching television and the character turns and looks in the camera and like there's some kind of portal that is formed or something and they're talking directly to me and then when you rewind it back it doesn't happen the same way it's really strange how that happens so like i said this is a Mayan civilization. Tulum is a Mayan civilization. So I started looking for Mayan evidence of them going to the South Pacific because I have a very strong energy regarding Hermes in the South Pacific, and I don't know why. South Pacific would include Guam, which we know in the Philippines, and we know that the Filipino uh, volcano tall t-a-a-l has recently erupted we know that also there have been earthquakes in new zealand and a lot of things going on in that region okay that search for the mayan culture being tied to the south pacific is not just that it's southern and the other side of Mexico is the Pacific. One side is the Gulf of Mexico and one side is the Pacific. It's not just that. I'm about to give you some information that proves that there are Japanese ruins that are of a pre-Atlantean civilization. You've probably heard of this before. If you are an anthropology and history student as I am, Japan's Yonaguni Yonaguni is spelled Y-O-N-A-G-U-N-I. Japan's Yonaguni ruins may hold the key to a sunken civilization. That is the name of the article. So I'm going to read this article to you. The mystery of the lost continent of Atlantis has puzzled researchers for centuries as growing evidence supports the theory that an advanced civilization may have been destroyed and gone unnoticed by mainstream archaeology these this antediluvian or antediluvian would be pre-flood this antediluvian or pre-flood situation not situation (laughs) civilization is assumed to have been located somewhere in the atlantic ocean and is thought to have been the progenitor or precursor of ancient civilizations like those in egypt and india now we talked about or i discussed him being um another iconography of akhenaten or being akhenaten reincarnated okay this ties yonaguni to egypt okay but could there have been another sunken continent other than atlantis from the era that actually predates atlantis the yonaguni ruins just might provide an answer in 1985 a japanese diver named kihachiro aratake was exploring the seafloor off the southern shore of yonaguni jima island the westernmost island in the Ryuku Archipelago of Japan. Now, the the Ryuku Archipelago is interestingly right there in the vicinity of the Devil's Sea, a.k.a. the Dragon's Triangle. Eritake came across what appeared to be the sunken ruins of an ancient megalithic or big stone stepped pyramid, Similar to the ziggurats that were built in built in ancient Sumer or ancient Sumer Sumerians. Okay, it's also the ziggurats will be like that stepped pyramid. Which, uh, who built the stepped pyramid? Wasn't that Tutmos the third? I already mentioned that one of those ancestors of Akhenaten, uh relatives of Akhenaten, uh, built the pyramid. It was Joser. Let's see. It was the stepped pyramid. Pyramid was by Djoser, D J O S E R, and it is at Saqqara, S A Q Q R, excuse me, S A Q Q A R A necropolis in Egypt. Now Djoser, or Djoser, however you pronounce it, uh, the stepped pyramid of Djoser is related to the Mayan pyramid at Tulum. Is related to the pyramids underwater at Yonaguni. Okay just one second Now, Djoser had a lot of relatives, right? He was from the second he was an Egyptian pharaoh of the 3rd dynasty. Now, like I said, Akhenaten and them were like 18th dynasty, okay? So Dejoser was a lot older. All right. But I just wanted to, to make that tie for you about stepped pyramids. Okay. Going back to the article. Like it said. Eritake came across what appeared to be sunken ruins of an ancient megalithic stepped pyramid. Similar to the ziggurats built in ancient Sumer. Since his discovery the provenance of the ruins has been debated as to whether they are man-made or naturally occurring due to the possibility of natural geological terracing. Dr. Masaki Kimura from the University of Ryukyu, in Ryukyu is spelled R-Y-U-K-Y-U, is the biggest proponent for the theory, supporting the artificiality of the ruins. Surprisingly, Dr. Robert Schock, now, now pay attention to Dr. Robert Schock now, you can look him up, Robert Schock is one of the four most Egyptologists and scholars of Egypt of his time. Robert Schock is one of the people who helped prove that the Egyptians was black, okay? Robert Schock, Schock is spelled S-C-H-O-C-H. Robert Schock is also heavily featured on the Ancient Aliens documentary series that is on Netflix and Hulu. Ancient Aliens, Robert Schock, Dr. Robert Schock is heavily featured on those series. He's one of the archaeologists who has contended that Kamura's theory, despite his support for the Sphinx water erosion hypothesis, so Robert Shock has said that they're not they're not man made, okay? That they're not artificial. He's debating Kimura. although Shock has conceded that he doesn't really perceive Yonaguni to be a closed case, and that he hasn't spent as much time diving there compared to Dr. Masaki Kamura, who spent 15 years diving there. According to Kimura, the Yonaguni monument appears to depict carvings of animals and people, as well as the remnants of a carved face, which he compares to the Moai heads on Easter Easter Island. Here is the Moai, or the Maori, also related to New Zealand. Here's New Zealand here again, that same region. At the end of the last ice age, Yonaguni would have been connected to what is now mainland China. Then we talk about the Chinese in relationship to Nipsey before, and Alexis has said that the Chinese are involved. It is likely that the fate of the civilization that built the Yonaguni Pyramid was sealed by a massive tectonic event or earthquake or collapse of plates, maybe, that triggered a tsunami and triggered a subsequent sea level rise. Since the end of the last ice age, sea levels have risen some 40 meters which caused drastic changes in topography or in the surface of the earth and have lended credibility or lent credibility to the theory that there may have been cities or even continents that disappeared into the sea. Based on stalactites found in caves near the ruins, Kimura has calculated the Yonaguni Pyramid to be at least 6,000 years old when it sank with the potential for it to be up to 10,000 years old, including the time that it existed before it was flooded. The oldest recorded flooding event at Yonaguni occurred around the late 1700s, during which a tsunami ravaged the island with 130-foot waves. This combination of sea level rise and catastrophic climatic events were likely the cause of this ancient city's demise. And then on this article, which I will put in the description box, you can see just how large Yonaguni would have been. This city, this ancient civilization, you can see how large it would have been, y'all. It was so big, it would extend from Hawaii all the way over to Taiwan, all the way over to some parts near look what looks like Sri Lanka, down to the tip of Indonesia and the north of Australia, all the way back over to like the Guam area of Philippines. This motherfucker would have been huge. Now, I have not been mentioning Midway, the Yakuza, the Chinese, the naval activity in World War II in the area, the secret atolls and islands that the Navy uses, and all of that, if this was not connected to something that Aramias wants us to know, okay? All right, just one sec. Got my window open to get that tobacco smoke out, and it's a little chilly, chilly. About 20 degrees outside. Okay, so continuing it says, an interesting discovery has been made when looking at the orientation of the angles in the Yonaguni ruins. One researcher believes that the radial lines when extended out from the ruins might potentially outline a whole territory or a whole place in the Pacific. This theory employs geoglyphology or the study of coded maps and messaging in ancient geoglyphs and has drawn out the radio lines of the Yonaguni Ruins. The Ferrum Research Foundation's work shows lines that depict a map very similar to the territory sought after Japan in World War II. Okay? Not just sought after Japan, but you know America don't let nobody have nothing without them getting a piece of the pie. Okay. Okay. The area extends from Yonaguni to the South China Sea up to the tip of Alaska's archipelago. Down, I didn't even know that was Alaska. I'm reading the map wrong. Oh yeah, I didn't read the top right corner. It does extend all the way up to the small, the archipelago that extends from Alaska. That's true. And down to Hawaii and back over encompassing Indonesia and Burma or Myanmar the territory some believe could be that which was occupied by the lost continent of mu or mu or mu a lost civilization that was much larger and much older than atlantis the lost continent of mu the lost civilization of mu was thought to have spanned a large swath of the pacific ocean reaching from the philippine sea all the way to easter island mu would have encompassed most of the small islands in the mid-pacific including guam Fiji, Christmas Island, Midway, and Hawaii. The conception of Mew was first proposed by Augustus Le Plongeon in the 19th century, who was the first explorer to photographically document the ancient Mayan city of Chichen Itza. So, how is it that Augustus Le Plongeon documents Chichen Itza, the Mayan city of Chichen Itza in Mexico, and Theorized that there's a related continent called Mu. Hmm, interesting, right? It was there at Chichen Itza that he supposedly learned of the lost continent of Mu through his translation of the ancient Mayan Troano Codex. Troano Codex. Laplanjan's translation showed that the Mayan civilization was aware of and predated the ancient Egyptian and Greek civilizations while also mentioning another civilization that was lost in a cataclysmic event. But Le Plongeon's account is thought to be spurious or not really accurate or kind of reaching due to his use of a false translation of the ancient Mayan language. But a later account of the ancient continent from a book published in 1926 by James Churchward is thought to possibly carry more veracity or truth. Churchward was an English occultist... Who spent several decades living and studying with a group of mystic priests in India? There, he was shown esoteric tablets that detailed the erstwhile civilization and its supposed 64 million inhabitants called the Nakal, N A C A A L, who lived roughly 50,000 years ago. The tablets contained a multitude of vignettes or a series of pictographs that supposedly told the story of Mew. In order to properly transcribe these vignettes or pictographs, Churchward had to study an ancient language called Naga Maya, known only to a handful of people in the world. Naga, Naga spirit. They said India, right? They said Egypt and India, Naga, Naga Maya. Okay. Tanik Reviews just, uh, excuse me, uploaded an episode saying Nipsey did not like snakes. Who are the Naga? They are serpent spirits, serpent gods worshipped in India and other cultures. Continuing. Although it is difficult to conceive of a continent this size to have just disappeared underwater, some believe that the Yonaguni Monument may be a key to the explanation. Though Churchward's translation didn't garner as much notoriety as the search for Atlantis, some believe his interpretation of "mew" to be one in the same with the lost city of Lemuria. L-E-M-U-R-I-A. Lemuria. Popularized by Russian theosophist Helena Blavatsky. If you've heard of theosophy before, Helena Blavatsky was the um, creator of that. Blavatsky's depiction of the Lemurian people shares many similarities with Churchward's account that she also claims to have learned from an esoteric text given to her by Indian Mahatmas. So here's India again. Churchward was also associated with Tulum. I read you that in the beginning. Did I misspeak? Yeah, I said, no, I said Catherwood, Stevens and Catherwood in 1841. Inevitably, if he discovered Chichen Itza or did some work at Chichen Itza, he would have known about Tulum. Okay, so this says, Were Lemuria and Mew one in the same, or were they two disparate ancient civilizations that fostered the mysteriously advanced ancient cultures we are aware of today? While we have been obsessed with the search for Atlantis, It appears that there could be evidence of an older society that may hold clues to the knowledge of our ancient ancestors. Could the Yonaguni ruins be the key to uncovering these antediluvian or pre-flood people? Now, from there, I have to take you somewhere else. Okay, if you want to learn more about the Yonaguni, you can look up Yonaguni Monument. And it'll show you everything underwater, show you video and everything. Now, it said in a call, right? N A C A A L, Nikal people, right? That's what it said in the article. They were, that Mew, at the site of the Yonaguni Monument, this huge continent named Mew would have been home to these people called the Nikal, right? When I Google Nikal, I come up with N A C A L first, right? called the North Atlantic Conference on Afro-Asiatic Linguistics. So they have made a whole organization, nacal.org, N-A-C-A-L.org. They have made a whole civilization based off of these, uh, excuse me, organization based off of these people. I'm going to tell you the proof. About Nacal, the North American Conference on Afro-Asiatic Linguistics, or N-A-C-A-L, Provide scholars from North America and around the world with a venue to discuss the Afro-Asiatic language phylum. Now in its 43rd year, Nicole has held annual meetings since 1973. Previous meetings have been held in Albuquerque, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Austin, Texas, Baltimore, Maryland, Boston, Massachusetts, Cambridge, Massachusetts, Chicago, Illinois, Los Angeles, California, Nashville, Tennessee, New Haven, Connecticut, San Diego, California, Seattle, Washington, Toronto, Canada, and several other cities in the United States and Canada. Is it just me or have any of y'all noticed that there are naval bases close to all of these cities? Baltimore los angeles san diego seattle seattle has a huge naval base bremerton that area of seattle not too far from there it says nicole offers a venue for the presentation and discussion of original research on linguistic topics relevant pay attention now to the languages of the afro asiatic phylum which would be Chadic or people from chad the berbers kushitic or kushites or ethiopians Omotic peoples, Egyptian peoples, and Semitic peoples. Topics related to all aspects of Afro-Asiatic languages, including phonology, morphology, syntax, comparative linguistics, sociolinguistics, and epigraphy will be considered. So they've got a whole organization to study these people. Now I'm about to show you how Nacal is connected to Nipsey, how the Nacal are connected to Nipsey. Now, if you all you need to do is Google Cushitic peoples or Cushitic peoples, it shows you where the Berbers are, it shows you where the Egyptians are, it shows you where the Cushites are, which are Eritrea, and it shows you where the Semitics are, Semitic people are. All right, just get a map and you'll be able to see it, or you can just Google Cushitic peoples. Okay, um, hold on. Now, I was trying to find some evidence of Mayan um, ruins on Fiji, but I haven't looked enough for that. Now, here's your evidence that it's connected to Hermes, right? I've already showed you that it's connected to the people from his region. Nicole from Star Wars Wiki. I told y'all that he was Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader, right? Okay. Nical tribe of Shelly. That is in Star Wars mythology, y'all. That's how you know the shit is based on real shit. Why is it that the Nical people were theorized to be a real people in a real ancient civilization and it's in Star Wars roleplay Wikipedia or, or fandom? I'm gonna read you this story, and you tell me if this don't sound like the life of Hermes in a way. It may not match up exactly, but if you you tell me if this does not sound like Hermes, and you can make the characters up on your own. The Nacal N A C A A L tribe of Shili S H I L I is the first and oldest in character groups for Togruta. On the second life. Second life. That's another clue that he ain't dead. I don't believe he's dead. I, You know. They are currently led by a tribal matron named Nasaji Oba. This link will be in the description box. You can read more. So this is the founding or the pre-republic era of the Nikal tribe. Like I said, I've already proven to you that the Nikal are connected to the Egyptians and the Indians, as well as Cushitic and, uh, yeah, Cushitic peoples, which is from his area of Eritrea and Ethiopia. Okay, y'all, so please listen carefully because this is an intricate story, all right? And think carefully about Lauren London, Tadisha Foster, Eric Holder, uh, Jay Stone, Nipsey, of course. And anybody else related in this whole situation, think carefully about those people and the characters that I'm about to read to you, okay? <clears throat> the Nakal have a legend of how they came to be. Untold thousands of years before the Togruta, which is spelled T O G R U T A, went to the stars, there was the Abayeshta tribe one of many tribes that lived in the great equatorial rainforest region. They were led by a Togruta warlord named Kulka Singh. There's your Indian element with that last name Singh. There's also your Chinese and, or um, uh, how can I say this? Singh um, would also be your Mongolian element. He had risen to leadership of the Abayesta with the help of his right-hand man, Vashtar Nakal. All was happy for a time, and Kulka Singh and Vashtar Nakal were very good friends, almost like brothers. But in time, tension developed between those two. Kulka was ambitious and sought to rule over all the other tribes of the region, or all the other gangs, I'm telling you that, or all the other sects or sets of the gang, even if it meant war and bloodshed, Vashtar counseled his friend time and time again against this course of action, and the two friends often quarreled. To make matters even more tense, Vashtar had started to develop romantic feelings for a Togruta woman named Saria Kukirinen who was Kulka or Kulka Singh's love interest. It was not lost on Kulka Singh how Saria the woman and Vashtar Nakal looked at each other. Though Vashtar had no intention of acting on his feelings and betraying his old friend, Kulka started to assume the worst, and he thought that maybe Saria would lose her maidenhood or her virginity to Vashtar before he could marry her, before Kulka could marry her, meaning. When Saria also started criticizing Kulka's plans to dominate the Great Rainforest, Kulka's jealousy intensified and his friendship with Vashtar turned into a secret hatred. He swore to have Vashtar removed permanently. He made his plans with some of his other henchmen. That gives you, it says henchmen, that's gang members, okay? One day, Kulka and his lieutenants called Vashtar to hunt with them in the Naresh Canyon, which was several hours from the main village. After arriving at the canyon, Kulka and his men surrounded Vashtar and drew their weapons to attack Vashtar. Vashtar broke through the ring of Abayeshta tribesmen and escaped them and escaped into the jungle, but was actually badly injured or badly wounded. Kulka gave Vashtar up for dead Knowing full well that hungry Akuls can smell blood When I read that sentence y'all Kulka gave Vashtar up for dead But he had escaped Though badly wounded I told y'all that I had a suspicion And a feeling And a channeling That he may have been wounded But taken somewhere put on life support or some kind of rapid life, um, preservation technology and then recovered. Okay. I do not believe Nipsey Hussle is dead. I know that I have spoken that in the past, but I have said before, ever, before I ever did a celebrity read or Nipsey read on this channel, I said on another channel that he was, that I didn't believe he was dead, that I believed it was a hoax. Seven Bomar also believes it's a hoax. Okay. Let me read that sentence to you again. Vashtar, who would be Nipsey, broke through the ring of Abayashtar tribesmen. Could that be the rolling 60s? I don't know, y'all. Y'all, 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 you know, play it how you want to play it in your head. For entertainment purposes only. All of this is allegedly, okay? And escaped them and escaped into the jungle, but was badly wounded. Kulka gave Gat Vashtar up for dead knowing full well that hungry Akuls can smell blood. Now what is an Akul? A-K-U-L. An Akul is a large four-legged carnivorous predator with orange fur that is native to the grasslands of the planet Shili. This is the only creature that the Togrutas feared and it could attack and destroy settlements and villages. Okay? So... I don't know what this Akul looks like, but if it's four legged, I wonder if it's any resemblance to like a Panther or um yeah, Black Panther. Because Alexis has been talking a lot about a Black Panther and Nipsey's Reeds. Hold on. A cool is a Indian name, just so you know. So, if you Google a cool from the Star Wars, it's like an alien-type creature. Four-legged alien-type creature, but some of them do have tiger stripes, y'all. So, she talked about tigers, and she talked about panthers, and she talked about jaguars. So, the Akuls in the Star Wars mythology have like these stripes that are reminiscent of tigers, but they're slightly different, okay? So going back to this article, in pain from his wounds, Vashtar made his way through the Naresh Canyon when his echolocation picked up movement. He knew he was being tracked by a fierce Akul. He pulled an herbal concoction from one of his pouches and sprinkled it across the trail behind him to confuse the Akul's sense of smell, but he knew this would not throw the beast off the trail for long. He had to find some place secure to rest because the sun was going down. He plodded on in desperation until he discovered some incredibly ancient stone ruins. Entering these stone ruins, he explored the passageways until he heard the roar of the Akul that had been tracking him. He raced through the maze of passages, at last coming to a small oublié and climbed down it quickly into a dark lower level. Vashtar lit his torch and looked up. The growling akul had stuck its head down the oublié, or oubliet. however you pronounce that. O u b l i, excuse me. O u b l i t t e. Let me look this word up. I don't know. I don't know this word. It's where one. It's a rare one. I don't know a fucking word. Okay. And Oubliet or oublié is a secret dungeon with access only through a trap door in the ceiling. Okay. I figured it had to be something like that from the context. Okay. So. Going back, it says the Akul stuck its head down the oublie, what could not fit its large body through that tiny opening. So Vashtar finally had time to bind his wounds or wrap his wounds and then went off in the darkness hoping to find water and maybe some small game. After a while, Vashtar heard something very strange. He heard other Tagruita talking. Y'all, is this that underground trapdoor stairway that Alexis mentioned in one of her reads, and that I told you was also there? It said he went down into a dungeon and heard other people talking. Alexis said that she that he took her, Armius took her, Armius, aka Vashtar, aka Anakin Skywalker, aka Darth Vader, took her down there and showed her some people down in there, some Chinese and a, and a Chinese man and some other people down in there. Underneath the Marathon Store, down in there. After a while, Vashtar heard something very strange. Other Tagruta talking, but he didn't hear it with his ears. He heard it in his mind, meaning telepathically. Alexis also mentioned ETs, okay? He continued until he found a number of mummified Tagruta in burial shrouds with the belongings they had been entombed with. Among those belonging belongings were knives swords pottery bows arrows and a strange redstone that seemed to almost glow faintly from it within the stone seemed to be the source of the voices in his mind that were calling to him he touched it and it was warm almost seemed like it was alive as he gazed into the artifact he was filled with ancient visions visions of togruta hunting dancing naked around bonfires making love giving birth gathering for festivals In a rush of other scenes from the distant past when his kind were still a young species. I'm sorry, let me mute my computer, y'all. He felt himself seeing all this through their eyes and those who had lived so long ago. Is this the ancestors that Alexis mentioned are mad that Nipsey been talking to in her reads? She mentioned it in a lot of her reads. The stone whispered secrets to him. It told him what he needed to do. Vashtar tore himself away from the artifact and took for himself a bow, a bow, excuse me, a bow, a quiver of arrows and a fine sword of ancient workmanship to thank those who had been entombed among him. He cut his palm with his knife and shed some blood on the ground as an offering. Vashtar waited until morning to kill the Akul in the ancient ruin. He went to the oublier and whistle, oublier or dungeon and whistle, or opening to the dungeon and whistle. The Akul came running and thrust his snarling head into the top of the oublier. Vashtar took aim with the bow and shot an arrow straight through the Akul's mouth and out of the top of his skull. He spent the rest of the day field dressing the beast and making a headdress out of its teeth. Later, he went back to the burial chamber and retrieved the red polished stone artifact didn't alexis also say that there were gems and gold and oil and other things up under the store stones he spent another season in the naresh canyon among the dangerous wildlife healing himself getting stronger and preparing for war the rainforest war during vashtar's stay in the naresh canyon Kulka's warriors had begun their campaign of conquest and sorrow against the other tribes with the Sureshti, excuse me, Sureshti, which is your Indian again, Suresh, Sureshti, and then Nel Ocasrim, taking the brunt of the Abayeshta tribal fury. Saria, the woman, and even some of Kulka's own warriors grew distant to him and dissatisfied with the war this only made him more hateful and filled with bloodlust he came to be known as Kulka the bloody for his habit of having his enemies publicly executed in the most horrific ways possible who the fuck do you think Kulka is i'm not gonna theorize who he is because i don't want people accusing i mean who he is as in today's celebrity who that archetype is because archetypes are real energies are real reincarnation is real Who do you think Kulka is if he has a habit of having his enemies publicly executed in the most horrific ways possible? You can make your own deductions because I don't want to be accused of reaching or making shit up. So then, a lone warrior who liked to smear his Togruta eye patches with ashes began stalking and killing Abayeshta warriors. Some had whispered that the mysterious fighter was the avenging ghost of Vashtar Nikal. They don't realize that Vashtar is not even dead. They're just saying, it's Nip's ghost. Nip taking vengeance. Kulka dismissed the rumors and sent some of his best men to hunt down the stranger. But one night, an arrow with a note tied to it was fired into Kulka's stronghold. It simply read, quote-unquote, I have returned. And it was signed by none other than Vashtar Nakal, a.k.a. Nip. Tribal War. Some of the men sent to hunt down Vashtar were not as loyal to Kulka as he thought. Some had been Vashtar's friends before Kulka's war. A number of them hunted him down only to offer their services to him, eager to end the bloodshed. Vashtar told his new confidants, quote, "'Go and find others of the Abayeshta who are weary of this war and tell them that together we shall form a new tribe. We shall end Kulka's reign of terror,' end quote. They complied and on the next Hunter's Moon celebration... The disaffected Abayeshta met with Vashtar, or meaning the Abayeshta who were loyal and who were disenfranchised with what was going on, met with Vashtar, aka Nip, and they held a ceremony that pledged themselves to his new tribe, the Nakal tribe. Among them was Saria, the woman who had slipped away from Koka's sight in secret. So she left Koka. After the dedication ceremony, Vashtar and Saria were actually wed in a small moonlit ritual by one of the shaman who had joined the Vashtar's tribe. The next morning, Vashtar sent emissaries to the other tribes of the great rainforest asking for an alliance. The Sureshti and the Nil-Okasrim were the first to answer, quickly followed by the Iwasato, the Haran, the Sita, and others. They began a campaign of guerrilla warfare against the Abayesta who were still with Kolka, and slowly but surely they whittled them down and quickly faded back into the trees. All the while Vashtar Nikal took counsel from the strange stone he had retrieved from the tombs, letting it inform him of where and when to strike. One of the tribal coalition's biggest successes was the capture of Kolka's nephew and their excuse me, Kulka's nephew and heir that was a parent to the Abayashtra tribe. And Kulka's nephew was named Posh Tim Singh. This action of kidnapping the nephew would lead to the Battle of Mall in the Vadeka Valley in the end of the war. Now, it goes on to talk about the Battle of Mall but I'm going to skip down here so as to not make this too long. <laughs> Pardon me. Now, it talks about intermarrying and new chieftains and stuff like that with this tribe, right? Talks about another lady who's from another tribe named Navresha who comes in. And so here, I want to read these portions, these shorter portions to you. This is pretty long. It says, Controversy. It says, this is the version of events as the Nakal see it. But the Abayeshda's writings conflict with these of the Nakal. According to their own version of events, Vashtar was a brigand, a terrorist, and an extortionist. They also believe that Saria was married to Kuka at the time of her defection and was actually carrying Kulka's child. This still causes tension between the two tribes to this very day, but the Nakal cling to their side of events. While most of the other tribes have largely forgotten the Great Rainforest War, except for a few historians. Now, this section is called the Old Republic Era, Sethek Ka. The Nakal were largely quiet during this time period, except for an incident where the Nakal tribesmen turned Jedi named Sethek Ka turned to the dark side during a mission to Iridonia, in in around 3942 bby and bby's are, you know, year designations or time designations in the star wars mythology. He, meaning Seth Ka, who was a Jedi, managed to return to the city of Darshana. Isn't there a city in Africa named Darshana? you can't make this shit up darshana is in south africa y'all is it is darshana in east africa or south africa i've heard darshana before when i when i google darshana africa it says african islands on the indian ocean it also says mandela's legacy Is Darshana a city? That name is very familiar to me. Yeah, Darshana is in Bangladesh. I knew I had heard that city before. It's a township in Bangladesh. There's your Indian uh, connection. Again. So, the Jedi that Ka returned to Darshana. This is spelled with two Ns, but the real Darshana is spelled with one N. And he wanted to steal the only surviving copy, original copy, of the Nikol tribal holy scriptures, which were rumored to contain a prophecy of great magnitude in the Apocrypha. The scriptures would remain lost until 220 ABY, until Nasaji Oba hired a mysterious Emiron agent to track them down and retrieve them. So far, Nasaji has not publicly discussed what was on those scrolls. Now it goes in to talk about Yoda, y'all. I mentioned that E.T. that gave me downloads, that who turned into like a baby Yoda. And then let me read you this portion. During the reign of Palpatine, aka Darth Sidious, Shili, which was the, the place of the Nikal was brutally subjugated by the Galactic Empire. And I talked before that and said that the Galactic Empire would be like your powers that be and then the Resistance would be like the truthers and the people who are against that. Okay. So, Shilly was brutally subjugated by the Galactic Empire. The Nicole were hit particularly hard when Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader personally paid a visit to the great equatorial rainforest to crush a new tribal coalition that was opposed to imperial rule. The Nikal lost thousands of members to Vader's forces before surrendering at the siege of Darshani. Vader took their holy relic, which was the Nikal Destiny Stone, back to the Coruscant, where it was placed in one of the Palpatine's vaults, now I mentioned the Coruscant before is a part of the is like a Jedi temple. It just told you that Vashtar had a stone, right? Now it's saying Anakin Skywalker or Darth Vader had a stone and crushed a rebellion. That tells you that Vashtar and Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader are technically the same person. Same energy rather. Vader took the holy record, excuse me, relic or the known as the Nakal Destiny Stone back to Coruscant where it was placed in one of Palpatine's vaults. They would not see it again until after the Galactic Empire crumbled and it was returned to them by representat- representatives of the New Republic. The most notable activity of the Nakal tribe during this time occurred during the Yuuzhan Vong War. There's your Chinese again. After the devastation of Ethor, the Nakal set up refugee ch- camps in and around Darshani to take in some of the Ethorians that were fleeing the destruction until they could be resettled. Now, the devastation of Ithor, um I'm wondering if this is some kind of earthquake shit. I'm going to have to read more about that and talk about that later. Cause this is, this seems to be like a ship war, a ship, a ship to ship war. And y'all don't think I'm crazy, right? But I've, I've heard somebody, I've heard it somewhere. I don't know if it was a channel message or whether it was like, I don't know if it was a channel message or if it was. A download that I got. But I heard that cities are ships. Meaning galactic ships. So if it's a ship to ship war, then I have to look more into that. It says most of the Nikal scattered just prior to the occupation of Shili by the new galactic empire of Darth Crate crate is spelled k-r-a-y-t many of them subsisted as pirates attacking shipping lanes of crate's empire under the command of keb t-e or t-e queen T. A. there's a relation there i told y'all that queen T. A. was nipsey's mama he confirmed that one of the Nakal shikari so keb t was one of the Nikal shikari i don't know what a shikari is The other faction, led by Chieftain Takar Oba, who was the grandfather of Nasaji Oba, aided the Galactic Alliance remnant in their campaign against Krait's forces. This effectively split the tribe in two, as Keb Tiyi claimed he had spent more time leading his faction than the absent Takar Oba, and that he would be, or he should be, a chieftain again in his own right. After the fall of Krait's empire, Tiyi and Oba were on the verge of war. Over the issue until Takar's wife Gratacia talked the chieftain into allowing Tigi to take his followers and start a new tribe known as the Tigi nomadic tribe. I'm getting energy that this kept Tigi could be related energy to Nipsey's father Dawit. They allowed him to leave and start his own tribe. They allowed him to leave eritrea trail, right? But, you know, I'm just giving you all these notes because I, I made these correlations and I wanted to, you know, put it out there, whatever. It's pretty fucking interesting, but I have some more research to do. I, I heard also Tanisha's gonna come home again, so I don't know what that means. Tanisha Foster's gonna come home again, so I don't know what that means, but I heard that meaning... I heard that psychically. Tanisha Tanisha's going to come home again. And oh yeah, um I forgot what Nip had said the other night at first. But he said um what Alexis said about bitch, I'll put feet, both feet on your ass. I will beat your motherfucking ass as far as Samantha's girlfriend. That is how he feels. He 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 does not fuck with her. I think alexa said this but i just heard this again bitch i will put hands on you that's his message for samantha's girlfriend that dj bitch i will put hands on you he said um ain't nobody fucking with your raggedy ass you think you hot shit He said his sister know how he feel about her too. He said the only reason I ain't fucking you up, bitch, is because my sister knows how you fucking feel, how I fucking feel about you and I'm being respectful of her. She knows how the fuck I feel though. She's she's not oblivious to that shit. Okay? And um He said, he said, my mother knows where I am and she ain't never going to tell nobody. So I don't know what that, that's self-explanatory. My mother knows where I am and she ain't never going to tell nobody. Meaning nobody that don't, that's not supposed to know. So, you know, Scorpios, his mother's a Scorpio. Nip's mother is a Scorpio. Scorpios can hold fucking secrets. That's underworld energy. They will bury that shit in a vault and you will never hear okay um he said puffy be calling my mama acting like he fucking sorry that nigga ain't sorry that's what i just heard so let me get off of here y'all my energy is weighing down like a candle burning down to the last bit of wax so i'm gonna get off of here and recharge And as soon as I have some more for you, I'll bring y'all some more messages. So thank y'all for bearing with these long episodes. I appreciate y'all. And I'll see you very, very soon. I hope you have a blessed rest of your weekend. And we'll talk again soon. Have a good one.